All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. And away we go, Tuesday program here in the Tower Chrysler Studios, Boomer and Pinder. What a show, what a show. No retro today. He is in, he is in Florida, and we believe... Wait a minute. We believe he's going to be on the ice at some point. He's not on the ice today. There's Mark, Mark Prince. What, uh, what's happening, retro? retro. What's happening? Oh, it's beautiful down here. 81 degrees. We're in Pompano Beach. It's just lovely. Lovely. You're a son of a bitch, eh? <laughs> that looks unbelievable. So is this a... Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's, oh, it is beautiful. Damn it. Is this a sanctioned NHL All-Star event, or are you uh, venturing out on your own? Uh, this is an early start. There's some stuff uh, on Fort Lauderdale Beach later tonight. We're going to head over to the Whale's Rib, have some lunch, listen to uh, you guys talk sports. Right. Yeah. Get some insight yeah. from Soroka. Yeah. yeah it's going to be that. great. Yeah, yeah, it will totally. be great. So how excited I know how excited are you for the Whale's Rib? When's the last time you were there? He's been talking about this forever. I know he has. A yeah. couple years now, I got to go have uh, Turkey Key West or maybe a Pastrami Key West, the Lobster Bisque. It's going to be deadly. He's so excited. He's so excited. Oh, Rhett. I... It's just like being. 
Huh? How was Jasper? Did you guys hurt yourselves? No. Uh, Wolverine did. We bloodied one of the Oilers Nation guys. We cut his chin right open. And Wolverine, yeah. heavy concussion. But, you know, he's kind of half concussed all the time anyway. I don't know. Seems pretty normal. Straight out. Yeah. Third game, he decided not to wear a helmet. Kind of fell over, conked his head, and he had that look. I don't, I don't know what concussed looks like but that's the look. but it was the look yeah. it's like are you dude are you okay yeah yeah i'm good yeah, i'm good, I'm good. Like, you're fucking not good dude you're a <laughs> mess left his stick right in the middle of the playing surface <laughs> like dude you're not okay you're a disaster so. okay well we'll keep you just for an, another minute or two and then we'll let you go look at your big donkey kid behind you god is how tall is he it's very tall he's very I got music going on am i allowed to have music in the background yeah, sure, it's not yeah, my sure, music sure. Okay, so today is Tuesday. When is the alumni game that you're taking part in? Yeah, uh, tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be uh, heavily. It's hard to get tickets right now. Yeah, it's hard to get I tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because it's at the practice rink. Right. And they don't really have seats. So. That's probably a good reason for it. Now, playing with Sunburn, I'm sure you've done this before. What are some of the keys and techniques that you'll be sharing with the other guys? Just lather up, lots of it's like going into a fight pinder. You gotta you have lots of Vaseline. It slides right off your face. Well, it's good to uh, it's good to see your coping. It's good to know that everything's He's okay. He's in great spirits. He's looking good. You guys want to? That's Summerette right yeah. there. Do eh? you want me to flip the phone around and so you can see where I'm going? Give us a little pan here. Yeah, yeah. give us a flip yeah. it sideways for starters. Yeah, sideways. And then, and then, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sideways is good. That's better. Oh. Yep. Not hey, that Much better. Yeah. Oh, wow. Man, that looks good, eh? Jeez. Oh, shit. There's the shovel arena. Hey, yeah. family, if you want in. <laughs> this is quite a gig he's got. Right. We're, we're, leaving the beach. we're leaving the beach area. We're headed to uh, to the rib. Oh, man. Whale's right rib there. is just across the street there. <sighs> I'll walk you guys over there. It's okay. Be good. So Anything what is going on in Calgary? Is there no sports? It's pretty quiet right now. Yeah, it's the bye week, right? Yeah, it's a bye week. There's still games being played, apparently. Winnipeg played or something last night. Yeah, Morrissey again. Unbelievable. But uh, but no, we're uh, plays tomorrow night. Yeah, we're coping. Yeah, there's still games until tomorrow. Three today, two tomorrow, and then into the break, I believe. Yeah. Are people very excited for the All-Star game? Uh, I don't know. We got in late last night, so we're not, uh, it doesn't seem to be a lot of signage mm. for the all-star game around here. I think they're focused more in the Fort Lauderdale area. So we're a little bit North of that, but right. so you being a, a, a big name, Florida Panther alumni, did they That's fly right. the whole family out and room and meals is all taken care of or how does that work? Yeah, no per diem. No, they know how much I eat. Yeah. So. No per diem. They didn't fly the family. I had to fly everybody else. Oh, Damn kids cost money. Yeah. Whole row. All right, here it is. We're here, the world famous. Or at least the Redster famous. Yeah. Whales Rib. This is, you know what? This is a, we've worked together for over a decade. This is a big place. thing. Yeah. I have heard more about the whale's wow. rib than any other restaurant in the world. Probably true. Yeah. And there it is. Wow. 
And it's very oh, yeah. much it's Rhett Dive Bar vibes. Look at this. Coming in here with Brian Screwed Linden guys. Yeah. License plates on the wall, flags. Look at that. Christmas lights. A big, is that a walleye? Yeah, big walleye up on the wall. Oh, he's so happy. Yeah, oh, yeah. We can't I'm take any more find, time here. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to time, find uh there was a Brian, there's a picture of us in here somewhere, but I don't know where it is. So. <laughs> okay. Take a picture and send it to us if you find All it. All right. right. You've been you've been to the Wales Rib. I'll talk to you later. Awesome. Enjoy See you, it. Buddy. We got to, will we get you tomorrow? Big game day, right? We'll get you tomorrow. Yeah, I'll, just before my pregame nap, I'll tune in. Awesome. Perfect. Right. All right. See you, buddy. I need a, and you know what? I need a full, a full list of what you're going to eat. I need the full list of what you're eating after <laughs> afterwards, because I know it's going to just be waves of food coming. So make sure you keep track. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there he is. See right. you. Thanks, Red. Retro down in Florida. Jealous. How can't you be? Yeah. Yeah. How can't you be? Awesome. It's it just it's summer there. That's not fair. Always. Yeah, it was like minus 11 here or something. You know, heat up the truck before we take the yeah. turds to school. And he's, well, there's kids on bicycles out there with short shorts. Come on. And you know who else is going to be down there? And you'll be jealous of him is Frank Saravalli, our NHL insider. Soon enough. That's right. Yeah. He is was in Jasper, Edmonton, Philadelphia, and now is going to be going down to Florida. Frank joins us here on the uh, the Tuesday edition. Look at this. This is a carousel of hotshot guests today. Hold yeah. on. I just need to fire up the uh, DJ Pinder here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just for our uh, faithful viewers and listeners, yeah. this was my first extended run getting the Pinder experience. And I want to let you all know that it is exactly what you thought it might be. Exactly. Yeah, there's no exaggeration. What, what you hear on this show, oh, do you guys really? Yeah, it's exactly what happens. It's yeah. not boring. That's it's the, high that's kicks. That's my it's, commitment to It's you. dancing. It's never it's, boring. It's a rave. It's a constant Good. rave when you're around <laughs> Pinder. Because I, 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 I get the same remarks. I, I will show stuff on social media or whatever. And people, boy, he really is like that, hey? I kind of thought maybe it was a there's bit. No no, there's there's there? no huh. bit. There is no bit whatsoever. I turned to Frank on the Friday, and it was quite late. Maybe you're, you know, around two or something. And I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" And he's like, "I, this is my place. I can't sleep till everyone leaves." Like, right? Okay. And a little word to everyone, and five ten minutes, we'd cleared out of there. Yeah. yeah. I was really hoping to find that video. I don't know where I saw it. I know I saw it, mm. but the 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 jubilation yes for frank after the wheel showed up at friday about 1 30 a.m yes. on frank, friday frank frank <laughs> frank 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 as the camera Look, pans I, not... to a tower of cheese pizza with mr saravalli you just saw our team photo and you saw the boiler on this guy <laughs> so they're like you know that i was not an mvp of any sorts on the ice but off the ice I can order five pizzas at one oh five in the morning. And look and, at this. Uh, Give him a passport. That's a Caesar, folks. With that's a, a huge piece of uh, yeah. beef jerky on it. Oh, that was a quality Caesar. Yeah, it was a twenty dollars Caesar. Probably worth it. But yeah, yeah. depends yeah. on the exchange yeah. rate. I guess. I guess yeah. for you, be like almost like giving it to you. Jeez. So now you were free. Sunday. We, so Saturday we play three games in Jasper at the Pond Hockey. Sunday we're supposed to play. It's bitterly cold. Everyone leaves. Walk me through your Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, where we talk to you now. Uh, yeah, it's been an adventure. I'll tell you that. And by the way, I, I feel like, you know, 
I, I furthered my off ice value by mentioning to Pinder on Saturday night. It was like, well, it is supposed to be minus 25 tomorrow. We're supposed to play each other in the championship game. What do we just call this a gentleman's truce and get absolutely ripped tonight? <laughs> and Pinder did not require any sale on that thought so whatsoever. Yeah. There's, there is no compete in that guy on the ice, but off the ice, he's like, oh, <laughs> that is a blinking green light. <laughs> Love yeah, it. yeah. There it's was. Like, uh, uh, are you really trying to convince me? Like, obviously, I'm in. <laughs> there's not a lot of arm twisting to get out of those Sunday games. But you had a brutal uh, flight and the whole thing to get back to Philly. Yeah, it was a little bit of an adventure. I mean, I, I tried my best to avoid Air Canada, so I went through Denver. Ended up with a 10 hour and 54 minute delay. What was supposed to be a lunchtime flight had suddenly turned into after uh many hours in the denver airport including a, a nice little meal at united's expense at the elway's steakhouse Ooh. turned into a red eye and so uh red eye get to my door at uh five of six this morning and here i am talking to you guys because there's a lot happening we had the number one player on our trade targets board traded yesterday so there's a lot to think about and talk about. Let's get right to it. Yeah. Bo Horvat leaves Vancouver, goes to the New York Islanders. Uh, I'll have you kind of describe the package because I think a lot of people were maybe underwhelmed, maybe they're wrong to be underwhelmed. And I guess my over overarching question is we're we're a month out. Could, yeah. could there not have been more value? Are they smart to deal him now? Just your thoughts on the timing and the return for Vancouver. Yeah, I think the timing is really interesting because I had the same question. And I think a big motivating factor for the Canucks here was the idea of really having a clean break during this bye week and all-star break. And you think about the near constant drama that surrounded this team since training camp, whether it was, you know, Bruce Boudreaux and his underwear flying on a flagpole outside of the arena for the bulk of the season, uh, the complaints against the team off the ice, both in family court with Francesco Aquilini, their owner, and in the Human Rights Tribunal with one of their employees in Rachel Dowery, to the JT Miller drama and why did you sign this guy first? Bo Horvat has been waiting for a while. What's going to happen there? You know, it, it's been one thing at the Ilya Mikheyev injury last year, playing on a torn ACL. It, it, it's, it's been one thing after the other with this soap opera. And now to get a clean break, I think there's real value in that. But I think the question that I would ask is, would you have prolonged that drama for another three to four weeks to ensure a better return? Um, here's the bottom line. The Canucks and their GM and Patrick Alvine has made his bones in the scouting world. So clearly getting uh, Atu Ratu, he's someone that, um, you know, as a second round pick, um, they clearly are a big believer in. He's 20 years old and so a nice future piece. They get that first round pick that's top 12 protected this year. Next year, if the pick doesn't convert, next year it slides and it's unprotected. So uh, that certainly is something to look forward to from a Canucks perspective. They're going to be watching the Islanders closely, but when I talk to talent evaluators around the league, they size this up and say this is a limited upside deal for the Canucks. They say when you look at Beauvillier and Ratu, they believe their ceiling is as third-line players. Clearly, the Canucks don't necessarily see it that way, but if it is two third-line players and a first-round pick, even in a good draft year, is that enough for Bo Horvat, who they also retain 25% on, 
to get for your captain who's had a 31-goal magical season. I, I kind of understand it more from the Islanders' perspective. You may not agree with it and think that the Islanders are a good team, but they're in a spot where they've got the goalie, they struggle to score goals, so they add one of the premier goal scorers this season, and he can clearly help on their power play. Obviously, an extension is coming. Uh, I was speaking to people with uh, knowledge of Lou Lamorello's perspective on the deal. This would not have happened if uh, they did not have a strong sense that an extension would be possible and likely. Uh, so expect that in the coming hours and or days. Really? And now the Islanders are thinking, hey, we're going to roll the dice here and see if we can get in the playoffs and make our team stronger. Okay, so I mean, I, I kind of don't get it for both teams. Like to your point on Vancouver, you probably could get a little more if you waited. And we don't really know what the, how big, good this package is until we see where that pick is. If it's twelve next year or thirteen this year, it could be number one next year. We don't know those things, so it's tough to evaluate that. That'll take time. Islanders to me are older than they want to be, and not in the playoff position they want to be. If they extend him to the type of money it's going to take to sign Bo Horvat coming off this deal, um, th this feels like a team that's already old that's committing a lot of money to a guy into his mid-30s again. And they already have centers like Barzell, Nelson, Pajot, Sezik. It's like they didn't need a center, did they? No, I kind of thought they needed a winger to play with Barzell that could just put the puck in the net. Barzell, one of the premier playmakers in the game, has one assist in his last 12. The Islanders have, I think, scored more than two goals in a game one time in their last 11. Like it's their offense has really struggled. And to your point, an older team that is not just older, but also has a ton of term committed. A lot of their guys aren't going anywhere. So if you plug in Bo Horvat, my expectation is going to be somewhere in the eight times eight neighborhood that you know, you're essentially not just doubling down from your summer with very few moves, but now tripling down on this roster. And I think their big bet is not just on Horvat, but it's actually on Ilya Sorokin and Net thinking if we're able to get in, we've got the goalie that can carry us there and do the damage necessary in the playoffs. But the Islanders, it's been a full uh, sell, you know, mortgage the future. That, that's essentially where they're at because they haven't picked in the first round since 2019. They're obviously not going to be picking there most likely this year. Uh, so they're in a spot where they're just absolutely banking on getting in and doing some damage, not just this year, but the next few. Clearly, Lou Lamorello believes that this team is better than what it has shown to this point. So obviously the sale is on in Vancouver. That will continue. Who are the other names on your board? Who else do you expect to go? And is Beauvillier maybe in that group? Is there yeah. a chance that he is jettisoned out before the third as well? Unlikely because I think the Islanders had been trying to move Beauvillier for a while and had not been able to do so. Um, and so that's where the cap complication actually gets a little bit more interesting for me from Vancouver's perspective. They take on Beauvillier and they just signed Kuzmenko. That's another 10 million bucks committed to next year's cap for more wingers. So what does that do? It puts the focus squarely on Brock Besser and Connor Garland, I believe in the next 32 days leading up to the trade deadline, that they're in a spot where I'd imagine talks will be picking up in a significant way on Brock Besser and Connor Garland. And so elsewhere around the league, will we see any more trades before the actual all-star break itself? Uh, my guess is probably not, but I do have a sneaking suspicion. Keep your eye on this, 
that the St. Louis Blues are up to something. I think their GM and Doug Armstrong is getting pretty antsy. Uh, may not be Ryan O'Reilly or Vladimir Tarasenko out of the shoot, but I know they've been in some discussions about Ivan Barbashev, Nico Mikola, as well as Noel Achari. So uh, keep your eye on the St. Louis Blues because they have been working hard behind the scenes to try and shake up their core. And so to be clear, that's the Blues selling ahead of the deadline, not trying to bolster their lineup like the Islanders did in a similar spot. That's exactly right. It's so interesting to see one team that actually probably has a better core and future uh, when you consider Thomas and Cairo, et cetera, certainly much younger, um, but maybe the one piece missing in that equation, Pinder, is the netminder. Yeah, fair. Blues lost their fifth straight last night. Blew a 2 nothing lead early in the third. Winnipeg. So Horvat is off the board. Who... uh, Who's who's miss who missed out on Bo Horvat? Which of the teams? I know there was a lot of talk about Boston, but as you see it, who really could have used Bo Horvat in the legitimate push this year? Yeah, I really think it was Boston. Um, I think there were other teams in on Horvat that are non-playoff teams. Like I think Columbus probably mm. would have offered a similar package back. Uh, maybe someone like Jack Roslovic would have been in the deal for Vancouver. Um, But in this case, I just think of the idea of having this team that's been so almost perfect this year in Boston, although they've lost three straight, um, are in a spot where they can really make magic happen. This is a team with last dance vibes. um, And you can see the torch being passed from Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci right to Bo Horvat. You re-sign David Pasternak, that's getting a lot closer. My guess is that deal starts with a 12. And you're in a spot where, you know, you can, yeah, have a chance to win now and increase your chances by adding someone like Horvat. And then you keep that championship window open next season with Horvat, Pasternak, Lindholm on the back end, McAvoy. Olmark's been great in net. Like, you can see the Bruins remaining really good for a long time, even after... Bergeron and Krejci decide to hang up their skates. So that to me was the one team that, um, you know, maybe they didn't necessarily have the assets. That's the one thing about this Canucks perspective is that they wanted current NHL ready players that they can plug into their lineup, even though Ratu is going to Abbotsford. Beauvillier was someone that they want to plug in because they want to retool, not rebuild. And so maybe they kind of get the best of both worlds as well with that first round pick. Where's Carolina at now that Max Pacioretty is out again? It felt like that was going to be that one deadline ad that they didn't need to worry about because there he was, and now he's out for the rest of the season. I would, Long term, we can worry about that later, but uh, the Hurricanes, tops in the Metro, where are they sitting right now? Yeah, I believe, by the way, Pacioretty had surgery on that Achilles last week in Finland, which is interesting. Um, where are they at? They are in a spot where... I thought Horvat would have been a fit there. They're in desperate need of a second-line center. Uh, Stastny has filled in admirably there. Jesperi caught Kaniemi despite the eight-year deal uh, at $30-plus million has not panned out to this point. Uh, he is not a championship-caliber 2C. And so that's where I thought Horvat could have slotted in. Um, they clearly had discussions, but they're in a spot where – Again, the Canucks want roster players. Who are you plucking from that team? And the Canucks aren't giving up their very top prospects uh, to make something like this happen. So um, they're not giving up Seth Jarvis or Netchash or or any of these other guys that uh, Vancouver certainly would have been interested in. So 
maybe not so much to play with heading back and return to Vancouver. Um, and that is where I think their focus is going to remain on that second line center. I think they've been, you know, vaguely linked to Timo Meyer. I, I don't necessarily see it. And uh, today we have our down, deadline countdown series continuing on dailyfaceoff.com profiling Patrick Kane today. Mm. Uh, and so Kane, everyone's been linking just a, a side note here. Everyone's been linking Kane to the Rangers. The Rangers number one target is Timo Meyer. So um, not Patrick Kane at this point. I'm going to be fascinated to see how that plays out with Patrick Kane. What do the abs do at center? They lost Kadri, and I don't know that you're going to hang a banner if it's Comfer or Newhook or Rodriguez as a second-line center. I sort of thought they should have been in the Bo Horvat market. They also have all three of their next three first-rounders. I thought they'd be more depleted than that. Yeah, they do have draft capital, and I would imagine that the Colorado Avalanche are going to be at least pursuing a conversation with Jonathan Taves when the time is right, because he just makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, it's not just the championship pedigree, but I think if you're Taves and the ability or opportunity to join a team like that, that now has found itself again, as they begin to get healthy, that was always the danger. If you were one of those wildcard teams trying to get in is the abs could clearly rip off 12 straight wins and no one would blink. Now with Taves, you know, maybe that a chance to go there gives you a shot in the arm that rejuvenates your play a little bit because to this point in the season, he started off pretty hot scoring wise, but has really fallen off in a big way. You see his body language, the frustration, it hasn't looked good. I think he's ready to go, but I think he wants to go to a place where he has an authentic chance to win. And I think Colorado, no doubt is that the key is, how interested are the abs? But I think on paper, if you think that you're getting a guy in Jonathan Taves who was, you know, anywhere close to the 2015 version, well, then you've got yourself a home run. I guess just a couple of things. Are the Kraken, are they, I would not have guessed we'd be here at the all-star break. Now, I don't know what Vegas does, but uh, there's the Kraken. Tops in the Pacific, 63 points. You said it a while ago, they're they're a playoff team. Get ready. I didn't think they'd be leading this division by any strength of the imagination. Do you still preach patience if you're Ron Francis? We're a young team, we're building, or do you look at it, we didn't build our team traditionally or in the traditional sense of an expansion team we brought in some we brought in some some older players we have a roster why wouldn't we add now they you talk about draft capital i would think they've got it out the yinger are they a legit threat to add here at the deadline i think they're a legit threat to add i just don't see them being a threat in the rental market i I don't know that it makes sense to be throwing those assets around to get a 12-week run with someone you're probably going to want a player with term um, or someone that you believe you can re-sign in the short order. So um, I would think that's their focus. Ron Francis is generally pretty conservative um, in that stance. Um, and I, I think the other part to look at is, would you make a move for a goalie? I mean, that's mm. the real thing to me, I think, for a team that I, I like the Kraken, and I think their story has been incredible this year. I think they've also been incredibly lucky. If you take a look at their shooting percentages, they've got guy like they've got Jared McCann shooting twenty four percent from the field. Hmm. A lot of it is not sustainable. It's been a magical year. They've been able to score like no one's business. Um, but I think they really still need help in net. Martin Jones has steadied them, but he's 
not a long-term answer and or a playoff answer. So between the Kraken and the Kings, could they be perusing the goalie market? Um, that's where my attention would be if I was Ron Francis would be to get that position right. Get it right, not just for now, but get it right for the future. And whatever you need to do with Grubauer and the other mistakes that you've made in your expansion draft process, well, then you need to sort those out. Last one from me, Flames are 50 games in. I know on dailyfaceoff.com you've trotted out a few names that potentially could be fits. Not to say that you're necessarily hearing that, but who are some players that could be on the move that might fit a role in Calgary. So two two things there. Names that you think could be potentially on Brad Treliving's radar. And secondly, 50 games and still nothing as far as clarity, it seems, on Oliver Shillington. Do you expect the Flames will get any kind of clarity? How long does that play out? And do you have anything, I guess, on the Shillington situation as we're now heading into the month of February? During my hours in the Denver airport yesterday, I did revisit the Shillington situation, and I was told nothing new but a decision is forthcoming. I think each day that this lingers on and he's not on a plane back to Calgary from Sweden, that it's less and less likely that Shillington will be rejoining the team, though nothing is official just yet. I expect that's the way that it's heading, and it is January 31st. I told you that the Flames wanted to get an answer by the end of the month, and so um, I'd, I'd expect news on that soon. Um, and again, not looking good. But 50 games in, I think the larger question is, who are the Flames? You know, I, I look at this team, and as you, you watch the standings change on a daily basis, I, I figured the Flames would get it together at some point. It hasn't happened yet. It's been in fits and starts. And I, I just, I, I don't know how good this team is. Um, I, I really don't. And I think the question is, how big of a swing do you want to take if you're Brad True Living after already taking a bunch in the offseason? You know, you might say that that means that you're pot committed and, and need to go big and do something. Uh, from a name perspective, it's, it's pretty simple. You know, uh, the first top objective and priority, as I mentioned, was getting Shillington, getting an answer. Um, you're going to have two and a half additional million dollars in cap space to play with. You've got some already. Uh, so they can use that to their advantage. It's a scoring winger and potentially or, or um, preferably with speed. Um, I think the blues and flames have had some conversation. Um, I, I can't put my finger yet, whether it's on Tarasenko or whether it's on Barbashev. Um, I think either one of those would be interesting fits and reminder that Tarasenko has the full no trade and no move. So he will only go anywhere if he okays it. I don't know how he feels about Calgary, um, but I, I do think there's something going on there uh, that would make sense to keep an eye on moving forward. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was under the impression that in the off season that Calgary was not something he was keen on. Maybe that changes at the deadline when it's only a few months, but yeah, I would, I wouldn't, be holding and my breath on that. Barbashev, I think, is really interesting because I'd give, I don't think it's going to cost a ton. And I'd give him a pretty long run over the rest of this season to see if you can find something. I think the big question with him is his compete. It, uh, it wavers from game to game. Uh, obviously, that's not something that's going to sit well with Daryl Sutter, but the skill is there. This is a 
26 goal scorer or something like that, 60 points last year. Like it, it's he's really struggled this year. Um, but there's clearly some talent there in Ivan Barbashev if you can drag the compete out of him. 26 goals, 60 points last year. Oh, nothing. I was going to text uh, Alex here. Alex, do we have the video from yesterday, the video of uh, Tyler Uremchuk getting the puck in the chin? Here we are, look at this. So this is, there are two things to watch here, Frank. There's the, the puck, it comes up, it My hits boy. Tyler. There is also the, uh, you can see there's Frank Cervalli in the oiler-colored shirt, white sweater, yeah. white helmet. Really watch the level of concern for Tyler from Frank Cervalli as this plays out. So he's coming in. Okay. A lot of the other team yeah, kind of come good. over. Oh, are you all right? Good. Then good? here comes oh, Frank. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, fuck it. Gonna flight he's tomorrow. fine. I, I turned around when he said, I'm good. And just for the record, <laughs> the guy that made the pass and all of our bosses right there in the ski goggles, I made it further than him. That's and true. considering that I needed some AED paddles likely to get through the weekend, I think I deserve some credit for that, that I made it further than the guy who actually threw the rocket, which Pinder deflected into his face. Well, he can't be trying that nonsense against us. Part it's of the game plan. Dog shit. That's right. Frank, safe travels to Florida. Say hi to Rhett if you see him down there. He's, uh, he's eating lobster oh, bisque as we speak. I'm going to the whale's rib. I'm yeah. going to find Rhett, and we are going to have a night. Nice. I look forward to the details. Safe travels, buddy. Good to talk to you. See you guys. Frank Cervelli, NHL Insider. We're going to take a uh, just a break here. We're going to get set up here in studio. Our guest is here, Mike Soroka, Atlanta Brave, Calgary Kid. Mm. Getting ready for a big year. Big interview coming up. It's Barnburner. Coming right back. Stay there. And back here in the Tower Chrysler Studios in Martelope. Boomer along with Ryan Pinder, Barnburner on a Tuesday. Rhett, uh, I did get a Rhett update. He was... Uh, That's a big order coming. He sent the photo of uh, a Wave Runner beverage. It's it's called the Wave Runner. Okay. Then some smoked fish dip and lobster bisque. So really, just starting to had lobster bisque. I feel like he's just warming up here. Yeah, I was say he's really just just dipping a toe in here. Yeah, to speak. Yeah, he's gonna put on a clinic. He's happy. You can see that joy in his face. I don't know that I've seen him look like that since he played. No question. Uh, Pinder report coming up in a little bit for uh, for Village Honda, but pleased to be joined. I, it seems we're we're in January. It always kind of sh- kind of shocks me. Anyway, it's pitchers and catchers reporting. Pitchers, it's very pitchers. Quick. It's like what the hell are we talking about with baseball? We're talking baseball, but I guess it takes takes some time for these pitchers to get themselves in order. And our next guest, he's going to be getting on a plane. And heading off, he's at the bar right is now. He at the bar, <laughs> you at the- Mikey. He's at the pub right now. There's Mike Soroka. I don't think that's on brand. I think he's no. a well-behaved young man. <laughs> Not quite yet. Not yet. Not yet. Hey, man, good to see you. Good to see you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So we had you in like early. You were you were the first guest, I think. I feel like it was late October, early yeah. November, something like that. Yeah. And then you had some stuff going on. You were doing some things. Then you'd be back. So what have you what have you been up to uh, both work and play since we saw you back in October? Yeah, mostly training. It's been a wild few months here. I, I kind of came home with a with injury that expected to calm down and and you know, it didn't quite go as quickly as we thought it was going to, so we were scrambling a little bit, a little bit, but I got to throw in in, uh, in December. Uh, which was a little later than I had hoped. I'd hoped to kind of get going quite a bit earlier and, you know, get a lot of good work in and then maybe even have a chance to 
to see what the Braves thought about me joining the WBC, but uh, got got home, got going a little late, so that uh, unfortunately won't happen this year. But what is that process like? You mentioned the the World Baseball uh, is it Classic, I believe. Yep. Um, you know, to play for Canada would be cool, but also you know your job that you get paid for is with the Braves, and you know yep. we've talked about it. It's been a wild two year roller coaster. Uh, I'm sure they want to do as much as they can to bubble wrap you, but they also understand you'd want to play for Team Canada. The GM's a Canadian, Alex Anthopoulos. What, sure. How does that work? Yeah, I mean, obviously, any players, you know, they, they'd like to keep them in camp. Uh, but they understand it with some with healthy track records and everything like that. They, there's really not much they can do, right? Because, you know, you want to go represent your country or, uh, you know, pay homage to relatives in other countries. You know, a lot of guys do that with, uh, with Freddie Freeman doing that for mm-hmm. uh, Canada and stuff like that. But... Um, you know, with starting pitches a little different too, because you got to build up, uh, which basically requires us to get going about a month earlier and, uh, me not having a complete season and since 2019, uh, could, could make for a long year. Um, you know, which was, I was okay with at first, you know, I had a lot of work to do. Uh, so getting going early would have been the key and we just didn't get to do that. So, um, you know, it's definitely the point where I, I understand when the Braves and, and yeah. Alex, we talk about it and it's. Just not not the right time, but hopefully next time it's it's I'm there. I'm kind of fascinated by pitchers and their bodies and reacting to what their body is telling them. What I have I have elbow tightness or I have soreness mm-hmm. in my elbow. So is it just sore today? Is it a thing? Yeah. Do I do I just work through it? Do I leave yeah. it? How do you how do you possibly know? I mean, sometimes I guess yep. if it's really sore, you know. But if it's like, geez, it's kind of tight today. Yep. What what do you, so what's the next step in that process? Yeah, that, that's actually a great question because I talk to people about it all the time. They talk about you know obviously hockey guys are going out there with split rub faces some dirt and, on it, play yeah. through it, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, you don't need a upper lip to go play hockey, right? You don't need to play baseball if that happened in baseball. I'm sure it wouldn't be too too much different. And the whole reentry thing with baseball doesn't do us any good either. You can't take a guy out of the game for one inning and then put him back in, right? Until um, he gets fixed up. But uh, with an elbow and stuff like that. It's tough because we do play through so much, so much that affects, you know, guys go out there with, you know, tight low back that, you know, they can't quite get through a changeup or a breaking Gosh, ball, but yeah. they can compete, stuff like that. Blisters. It's, 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 right. Yeah, blisters are a tough one too because I, I said the same thing. I was like, if you took a cheese grater to, the, to your fingers, like I've seen some gnarly ones where I'm like, there, there's no way you're throwing a baseball with coarse seams, no chance. Um, not at an MLB caliber at least. Yeah. You might be able to massage one over, but I mean, it's just not happening. So I, I think that's when it, kind of crosses the line to where you're definitely out there at a significant disadvantage and, and you're not bouncing back. You know, I always found, you know, you're going to be sore the day after you make a start, you throw hundred pitches, six, seven innings, you're going to be sore, but does that soreness last until the next start? That, mm. That's kind of where it's gotcha, yeah. once it's bleeding over to the next start and the next start and the next start, and you feel like you're on a steep decline. That's usually your little notice to say, all right, and yeah, they'll they'll release it to the media's elbow tightness. Yeah, because inflammation. You know, it's not a lie. It's what it is. It's just you know we don't know exactly what's going on yet. And sometimes two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, calm down, and uh, then you got to build up again, right? Yeah. So tell us about building up. That's that's a term we hear all the time, and I think we kind of understand it. But from someone whose arm is being built up, like mm-hmm. where are you now? What is it like when you're at the end of your off season before you start training? And and where do you want to be on opening day or even mid season? Yeah, so I've thrown a few bullpens now, uh, which is at a great point. It's usually, you know, you, you typically have about four to six weeks until you get to bullpens even. Um, and it, the tough part is that you're used to working at such a high level that if you jump right into it, that's 
you know, could spell disaster for your shoulder after not throwing for how many weeks. And um, ideally, you go into the offseason healthy and you can kind of keep throwing a little bit, you know, if it's three times a week um, just to keep it going, that, that would be helpful. And then you wouldn't have to build up quite as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we talk about volume, like, I mean, spring training is basically for the starting pitchers. If you ask most hitters, they'll they'll probably tell you I really only need a couple of weeks of at bats to be game ready. Uh, relievers, same sort of thing. They need a few appearances. They got two pitches. They only have to throw hopefully ten to fifteen pitches an inning. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, we got to be there and we throw live BP early February, and then you know hopefully you're in a couple innings by early March, and then you, every time you go out, you can go you, one more. Can you in more more detail, like more specifically? So you are going. Uh, what's the date? You, you get down there in about a week. I think I'm right? an 11th thing going down. Yeah. There. So you land, it's day one, you get set up. We'll talk about that coming up. But then day one to two, so it feels like there, of the 24 hours that are in a day, mm-hmm. what is it you're doing at, at the facility <laughs> for those 24 hours? Because it so, feels like they really do kind of ease you in. As you said, some yep. hitters need a couple weeks, pitchers not the same. Yeah, when we get there, it's it's pretty quiet still. Uh, it's pretty chill when we when we get there with the catchers. And there's a lot of guys that are there early just kind of hanging out. But nothing super structured until the entire team's there. Um, but a lot of it is, is, you know, strength staff, coaching staff, catching up with guys, finding out what the plan is. You have your meetings with analytics staffs. Uh, you do your physicals, make sure you're not broken, um, <laughs> stuff like that. They, they, they want to get that out of the way early in camp and, and kind of get off uh, on a good start. But I think... I mean, it, it's probably two weeks in, and that's when we start doing team fundamentals, and we go through all the stuff, bunt defenses and bunt plays and pickoff plays, stuff that you really only use once the playoffs comes in. Is it boring? Right? Like it's got you're telling it's boring. Sometimes, right? yeah. sometimes, but I mean, the way they've kind of approached it now, and, and the way it used to be was that we're going to do it, we're going to do it, you know, we're going to beat it to death. But now it's we're going to do it right. We're going to make sure everybody's focused, and we we get this done here now, and that way we don't have to know keep hammering it instead of just being out there all day but um you know they've they've really made spring training a lot more efficient even since i've been in uh we used to be there like my first big league camp was rookies shouldn't be there any later than about six in the morning you know that's kind of where it was and even if you had nothing to do till team takes the field at eight but now it's it's a little more like okay practice 10 10 o'clock it's you know get there have breakfast maybe get a lift in and um you know, they've, they've split up all the pitchers so we don't have 45 pitchers taking pitching fielding practice at once, fielding bunts and stuff like that. We split it up so there's groups of five, six, and we get to kind of motor through. And Yeah. Uh, it's it's a lot a lot more efficient than it used to be. I know last time we had, because it was October, mm-hmm. we were like, so what's uh, the contract? And this a little uncertainty. Somebody avoided arbitration. I don't know I if like you this. saw that. Somebody oh, yeah. got it. <laughs> get them to the clay. They know what they got. And like, were you happy to get that done? Yep. You avoid arbitration and just, okay, let's, let's just go. Yeah. So I went to, I went to ARB the first year. So my first year and that, that ended up setting the stage for my next two, right? Cause I never yeah. played. So yeah. um, obviously the way it works is if they want to keep you and, and, and keep your contract and keep your rights, then they have to kind of give you what they did the year before. So Thankfully, my, my ARP team did a good job. We won that one, so it's, yeah. that's paid off for me. But Because there there could be, you, you never know, right? Yep. Because you had, like you said, you hadn't played. There could be a chance where they're 
they're not going to. Two point eight million is what I believe the number was. Two point eight million, I believe. Yep, it's about it's two uh, American dollar standard. Uh, two two point eight million for those of you keeping score at home. They could decide maybe we are going to take this money and do something else with it. But I had the quote: Alex Anthopoulos, Soroka quote will be a stud again. End quote. That's what we've been saying. I'm glad he's listening to us. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the hell if we know what we're talking about, but we felt that way for a while. Oh, sure, we did. Yeah, that feels good, right? Absolutely. You know, I'll always say like Alex. Alex has supported me through this entire process. He was one of the best calls I had uh, when I re-ruptured uh, my Achilles, and you know, I was kind of in a place where I didn't know, I didn't know of anybody that had done that. And you know, I'm sure you guys have mentioned Patch already and stuff yeah, like yeah. that coming up. But um, yeah, he was one of the best calls that basically told me like, look, you know, we've talked to the doctors and everything, and you know, Jake Berger running with the White Sox, he's he's back and playing, and he's done it twice, and um, you know. If he can do it, you can do it. And that was the the main the main thing. And now, um, you know, fast forward to this last summer when he allowed me to go work with uh, Bob Kyes down in Utah with mechanics and stuff like that, see a biomechanist and uh, figure out how to, how to give myself a better chance to stay on the field. Uh, he was all behind that. And, um, you know, he supported me the whole way. So, um, you know, it, it does feel really good to see that and, and hear him say that because, um, you know, I'm giving everything I got on the backside to get, get going again. So... Um, the goal is uh, is to come back and stay out there. After we had Mike on, because I know you guys in, with Rhett, you kind of got into it. Rhett's really, he's kind of into that sort of stuff. Whatever kind of treatment and, and, and the, just the medical field. Sports medicine yeah. stuff, right? It was some real cutting edge stuff. Yeah, we actually got some reaction about just the state of sports medicine and all of mm-hmm. that that is uh, this, this, like witch doctor you know is there are they they got smoke and sticks and what, are they doing some voodoo <laughs> stuff or what like do you was there any part of that was kind of like you're looking at it sideways okay if you say we'll try it we'll try it was it ever kind of in your mind that I, I i don't know what we're doing here this is my body i need this we need to do a little more research or were you good you mean as far as like just all the, like you said the the going to utah and just because there's there's a lot of it's not like you're just doing stretches anymore with tensor bandages and it's a little different yeah so uh the group i work with we talked about it a little bit um last time with uh their evo ultra fit is is their outfit out of phoenix and you know ironically enough you mentioned k's and tane there they've both been working with them for a long time and um you know they they're a little more prevalent in hockey and have been for a little while but uh kind of bleed into some other sports and um you know they're kind of a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. A group that you don't really get to until you've had a bunch of problems and you feel like, you know, this is what I need. And, um, you know, I've seen some, some pretty incredible things the last year or so that I've been with them and, um, it, it, it basically revolves on working more efficiently. It's training your body how to turn off and on and uh, be able to recover itself. Like it's not, like you said, it, a lot of people, when you explain it, it's like, oh yeah, they're doing voodoo stuff. Like yeah, what yeah. is this? Does it really work? And uh, when you get down to the principles of it, it actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, and it is off of some older principles. You know, Jay Schroeder, um, you know, he went over to the Eastern Europe uh, to on his own journey uh, in rehab. He was He was paralyzed and kind of went over there and, and they got him back walking again and, and he kind of took off with that. So, um, you know, there's some, there's some concepts that are a little different. Um, but you know, once, once you understand and, and get there, it makes a lot of sense. And, um, it took a minute to grasp a lot of it and okay, why am I doing this? But every time it gets explained, it's like, yep, you know, I need to be at my strongest at these wild positions. Like we, I'm sure we could pull up some positions of guys in when they're, when they're throwing, when their elbows, you know, in front, yeah. their their hands way behind. You know, it doesn't look like it should happen, and and um, you know the strain you're actually putting to throw a ball 95 miles an hour. Um, you need things working efficiently, right? So that comes down to just how my body's working, how my muscles are are opening up. But um, you know, biomechanically, that's what we went to look at and, and found that yeah, I was I was making a lot of things a lot harder than they should have been for myself. Um, in, in some places that I wasn't getting to anymore. I uh, went back to old videos of high school. I actually threw quite a bit cleaner back then and, and even early years in pro ball than uh, the last couple, and, and that's really when injuries started to pile up for me. So uh, that was kind of a cool thing, and that's something that I've talked about with Alex Anthopoulos as well, and uh, I think that's another reason why he's confident that you know we, we got it off the, off the tracks a little bit, but we're on our way back on. And so this sets the stage for a big spring training for you. We know the last time you were healthy for a season, it was incredibly impactful. You got some young votes. Like this was incredible stuff. Um, Whereas the, the, the Braves aren't a middle of the pack, lower third team that it's like, Hey, we're happy to bring guys back. They are loaded up, especially mm-hmm. with starters. Like where, where do you see battle lines and what do you need to prove this spring? Because, you know, you, you've been very open about it. Like, you haven't contributed the last two years mm-hmm. to the club and there's guys that have and they've backfilled understanding that there's a chance, you know, this guy that hasn't been healthy isn't healthy. How do you approach this spring and what's at stake? Yeah, I think approaching it as a job to compete is number one. Um, but tempering expectations is is also going to be really important for, you know, competing. I think I get back out there and, and you know, expect everything to be absolutely perfect and pristine is is going to be asking a little much. Um, and it's just going to be taking it down day by day, right? Like you said, you show up day one, let's get that out of the way and get that first bullpen going. Uh, so once, once all the eyes are on you officially that watch all the work that you've put in, uh, over the off season, they haven't seen you, uh, that's going to be number one for me and, and kind of setting the stage going forward. But, um, yeah, I think there's, there's one, maybe two spots, uh, in the rotation that are up for, up for grabs because of, you know, potentially a six man out of spring training, um, but yeah, no, I mean, we've had some incredible pitching over the last couple of years. We've had some guys really step up, uh, obviously Charlie Morton, who's 38 year old Adonis, mm-hmm. he's, he's still cruising and, um, 
you know, that, that was another one. He's been, he's been huge for a lot of us, uh, huge for Freed in the, in the rotation as well. And Spencer Strider coming up and doing what he did and then signing extension. Uh, there's some guys that are, that are planted in the rotation. Um, so I, at the end of the day, we all know that competition brings out the best in everybody. Um, and, you know, whether it happens or not, that's, that's something that is out of my control. Uh, what I can control is going out there and, and continuing on the work that I've done and, and kind of trying to not necessarily show it off, but uh, put the head down and, and, you know, keep that, keep that fire down lower, if that makes sense. Sure. Are you and your roommate fighting for the same job. I'm so, I'm led to believe that you have a good buddy, he's your roommate, but yet this could be your stiffest competition for a spot in the rotation. <laughs> yeah, pretty well. Uh, so Ian Anderson, who's actually a big Rangers fan, uh, by the way, he's uh, uh, him and I have lived together for the last few spring trainings, and he's got a place down in Northport and lets me kind of shack up with him and, and for those six weeks. So uh, yeah, we're, we're, you know, he's been my best friend the last few years. And um, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a tough thing because we both know that we've been there before, right? We've both had success in the big leagues and, and he's had some incredible success in, the, success in the playoffs. You know, statistically, I think in that sample size, at least he's one of the best Braves starters ever in the playoffs, That's which, saying is, something. which is pretty wild. Ones, yeah. You know, he's, we've, we've both had some really good, uh, really good times in the big leagues. And now it's about showing that we can do it again. And, and again, I think. You know, it's not out of the question that if, if both of us are there and, and, and both looking really good, I, I think they might do a six-man because they wouldn't feel like that six-man is, you know, really a step down from getting back to the number one guy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of that's out of our control. We, we're, we're both fairly mature, I think, to be able to, you know, go do what we need to do. And, um, you know, we wish each other the best also. And uh, we understand that if we're both competing – you know you need more than five starters in a season. Yeah, totally. So if to one 10. of us or both <laughs> of us end up in AAA to start the year, uh, keep going and, and, you know, it'll all pan out. Or you could just, was it like uh, Lloyd putting in Harry's hot chocolate <laughs> yeah. there, a little turbo lax? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're starting today? Oh, yeah, here, put a little X-lax in your uh, in your protein <laughs> shake. Oh, she's got the shits, can't go today. That's a shame. Soroka, you're in. Uh, I'm ready. All right, nice. sounds yeah. good, yeah. It's a little sabotage, I'm just saying. I'm, I know you wouldn't be the guy to do it, but uh, <laughs> it could could be an option. We, we've talked about just the maturity that we've seen you, the, just the evolution in you as, you know, as, as a man and as an adult and obviously as a, uh, an athlete. I think that that, how, how steep a learning curve is that? How, how shocked would we be, I think, that with that maturity and part of being mature is controlling pretty much every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. It's sleep, it's diet, it's activities away from the ballpark, away from the facility. Everything you do, I think you there's scrutiny on what you're doing mm-hmm. 24-7, all year round. It's pretty much a year-round thing now for you, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it has to be. You know, it's always been you have a chance in the offseason to go out and, and get better and show up to spring training the better, you know, a better player than you left the year before. Um, you know, we heard it from all the greats, and you know, Max Scherzer said it pretty vocally that he, if he's not getting better, you know, somebody's going to catch up and pass him. And, and, you know, it's, it's, there's truth to why he's been able to do what he's done late in his 30s and, and Verlander, same sort of thing. Uh, now we're seeing 40-year-olds making 43 mil a year in, <laughs> in, in Major League Baseball. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a small window when you think about what you're able to show. And, and again, like, you know, just me being able to show to Alex that I'm taking this as seriously as, as I possibly can and, and 
you know, it gives people a reason to fight for you, I think is, is another reason, um, you know, it's a no brainer to go do the little things like mm-hmm. sleep properly and, and eat properly and, uh, keep training and, and train the right way. I think that's something that I've learned over the last couple of years, especially was that, you know, what got me there isn't necessarily what's going to keep me there. Mm-hmm. I had to change things up a little bit and that's why I'm working with this group. Um, you know, for health purposes, as opposed to let me just get big and strong, even though I only need to throw a five ounce baseball. Um, So I think, you know, there's just so many things to learn in this game. And it's it's a constant learning curve talking to guys like, you know, Charlie Morton, who said, you know, it took him 10 years to figure out how to throw and not hurt, Hmm. you know, and then shortly after that performance came along and then he's in Houston having a breakout year at 34. Um, But obviously somebody, kept saying, you know, Charlie, I, I believe that this guy's going to find it one day. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I want to be that guy. So that's, that's kind of a no brainer. And, you know, I got time to go sit at the, at the beach in Florida at, at Rhett's restaurant there. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got, I got time to make that a killer here today. So, um, no. you know, we, we can do that later. Well, and if I may, if you want to see discipline, how about uh, Montreal only comes to town once. We got a big flames fan here. We go to the game. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. you know, meeting yeah. up with my Lugan idiot friends and brother and uh, not nary a sip, not nary an ounce of, of alcohol. <laughs> Never mind. Like this was, I'm like, dude, it was months away. And then you do you, but uh, that's discipline right there. You're not having a sip with me at a pub for the game. I was going to say, though, didn't his one outing with you end up with him being sick? He did end up puking, but I don't think, I think he was blaming that on a bad shawarma. There was an alcohol. Yeah. There's there none in, in took or uh, taken in, I should say. Part of yeah, the yeah. maturity process is to avoid him at all costs. Because <laughs> again, even when you're trying your best and you're, you're making the right choices, things go sideways. What happened that night? <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I go to the Jerusalem Shorm on 85th Street every day. Or, I mean, three, three four times a week. They see me all the time. They love me there. Um, I ventured out. I won't say which one, but I tried a different one and ended up in bad shape. I was like, every, I, had, I had two meals after that shawarma and had to do it because I was training. I was like, I need, I need fuel. I need yeah. to go. Kind of tasted like blue cheese. I, I knew something wasn't good for a while, but I was like, I can keep it down. I can keep it down. I had a nice big burger with Pinder. And honestly, I almost wish I had had something to drink because it might have kind of accelerated the process a little bit. But yeah, I, had to, I had to dip in the third. I was like, man, I, I feel so bad. Um, it's know. just his orbit. Mike. No, it was oh. it's just whenever you're was, in his orbit. Good. You would love it. It was classic. So we're sitting and, of course... That happens to be the suite right behind us. Yeah. Someone's like, Pender, get up in here. So by the second period, we're in the suite. And I'm like, Mike, if you have to leave, like, I'm with buddies in a suite. You're not leaving me alone here. You're all good. Don't don't puke at the dome in, you know, yeah. in the attendance of 18,000 others. Go puke at your own at home. If you're not feeling good, get out of here. Major League pitcher has <laughs> seen puking at a hockey rink. TMZ.com with the worst, story. The worst part was that the box, my it was the Scotia box. My girlfriend works for That's Scotia right. That Her bosses were in there had i had to use that box she would have been in trouble too so that, would have, that wouldn't have been Small a good world night. that was yeah, so funny not ideal you, you mentioned verlander and earlier on you talked about just how violent in some ways throwing a fastball is you're just everything groin arm back the whole thing you watch guys do it um, I just remember Tim Linscombe watching him pitch. Mm. I, I don't know how, oh, a weird one. right? Mm. Like just so violent, so aggressive. And For then you sale. see guys like yeah. Verlander doing it so late in their career. I don't know what I would be looking for. I think we all know a nice, a sweet swing when we see it or a, a great defensive mm-hmm. play by a shortstop. 
Who do you look at, whether it's stride length or delivery? Who are some of the pitchers for you as a pitcher that you're like, man, that's that's mm-hmm. a nice, that's a sweet pitch? Well, and the word you used was efficient. Like, who yeah. who's a pitcher where you're like, no, that's, that's an efficient move, but that's a guy that isn't going to have his body break on him. So the ironic part is it's 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 pretty easy to kind of dwindle down that list and and this is where Bob Kai's the the biomechanist that I went to see he's got a 35 year database of you know motion captures and and you know handmade Crazy. biomechanical data yeah. and a book basically he's got just just got a book came out um, and they have the data to show you exactly what parts are most efficient least efficient of your mechanics everybody's mechanics. Uh, right back all the way to Nolan Ryan, right? No so the ironic part is that the guys that threw real hard and stayed healthy for a long time were also the most efficient in baseball. And some of them did it, you know, a little more naturally, but then there's some that kind of figured it out late. Mm. Um, you know, when he kind of boils it down for you and shows you that Randy Johnson and Greg Maddox actually throwed pretty similar, they, they threw pretty similarly, is is pretty wild. You know, they do a lot of things Different guys. Yeah, very, very different yeah. bodies, very different repertoires. Yeah. But a lot of the positions that they got into at the right time in the right place huh. and were efficient and did it so well for a reason. Um, yes, they're talented. Yes, they're gifted and, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, there was also a reason they were able to remain on the field. And yeah. um, so all those guys, I mean, currently, like, you know, Jacob DeGrom's one that, that you know, people will say, oh, well, he's hurt all the time. And they're, they're smaller things for the most part. And... He's also, you know, throwing a hundred plus miles an hour Jeez. for an entire outing at I don't know what he's weighing out right now, but he's a pretty slim guy. Um, you know, guys like him, Garrett Cole, guys that have thrown real hard. Like I'm talking, uh, like the hardest throwers in baseball. Aroldis Chapman, there's another one. He's been one of the few relievers ever to be able to sit a hundred plus miles an hour for what is he in his like twelfth or thirteenth over a decade? That's crazy. Yeah. So you know. There's, there's a reason those guys can do it for so long. And, and again, I, I kind of refuse to believe that, you know, some someone just has stronger ligaments and tendons. It's just not, you know, some guys, yeah, they're put together a little better. They can move a little better. They're a little more athletic, bendy or whatever. But it's it's no coincidence the guys that stayed around and, and did it the longest were also the most efficient. So yeah. uh, kind of learning where I was going wrong was the biggest thing and, and – you know where to get back to in the right place, and uh, it's it's right down from, you know, stride length, all the way up to you know where your elbow is at the time of foot strike. Um, it's 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 pretty wild. It's but, like a golf swing, right? When you're, oh, you're all in your head, okay, where are my feet? Where's the ball? My hands? It's okay. Where, it's, where's it's, my club head coming? I'd say it's even more than that, right? Like how we're do you focus over about seven feet? <laughs> yes. right? yeah, there you go. So there, I mean, and that's why they do three D analysis because. You can look at a picture, you can look at a center field cam and see things, but you're only watching it in, in two dimension. dimension. You can't yeah. actually tell how far down the mount he is when these certain things are happening. And, and yeah, I mean, it, there's it's right in the foreword of his book. I think uh, Dr. Peter Chalmers says right there is like, you know, the, the, the shoulder rotates at it's like 7,000 degrees per second, which is about what a, a car wheel does at 100 kilometers an hour. Jeez. You know, so that's when you, when you put that in perspective, when something's not in the right place at the right time, it can spell disaster and, and you know, that's unfortunately a lot of guys get into bad habits and that's that's where injuries start to pile up and 
hopefully we're on the way out of that. Well, I know I, I feel pretty stiff after the pond hockey. So that's probably similar. <laughs> well, right? High-performance athletes. My stride so. length probably just isn't quite right. It wasn't long. <laughs> uh, the, the wooden stick was, though. I feel like you made up for it there. Uh, all our, I, I disagree with Mike. I think some bodies are made differently. Well, uh, sure. <laughs> they Diets are. certainly they are. are as well. I get that. Um, real quick, two years ago, uh, before the, the first rupture to now, how different's your body? Because, like, you were quite a bit younger, mm-hmm. and you also had spent a lot of time rehabbing, but you've also talked about training smarter and mm-hmm. training in a way that's going to allow you, in theory, to be healthier, longer, sustain levels. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel like your body's composed differently now? It's in a different world. I mean, it's – and this is where a lot of right now going into the training that, that I've done recently over the last year, um, I haven't lifted heavy in a long time, and, and – ironically doing a lot of the stuff that we've done I've I've you know put on some size and and a lot of it's just getting older and filling out a little bit but um it a lot of it is is moving within an entire range as fast and as efficiently as possible and um a lot of it's centered around just being a better athlete uh being able to use everything that you have to create a a whip on the mound Hmm. Uh, a lot of what they they preach and understand as a starter is that you have to remain in a proper position that much longer as a starter into 80, 90, 100, 110 pitches mm-hmm. to be able to, to succeed and remain healthy. Uh, so a lot of the work I do is, is you know, very long holds uh, or very quick stuff repeated every 10, 15 seconds. Um, you know, it's, it's much more specific to what I need and, and, you know, how I detrain for so many years just picking up big weights uh, just because it felt good and I was a you know, happy to be strong and be a meathead, but it, it just wasn't helping at a certain point. Um, so yeah, it's it's in a different it's in a different world. And ironically, there's more muscle on you considerably, I'd say. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's where again getting a little older. I'm 20, 25 now, turning twenty six this year. I always said this, you know, that's when you can kind of call yourself a man. So the twenty five range, uh, you kind of fill out a little bit, but yeah, it's it is ironic that that's kind of what happened and and you know, these muscles are able to stretch a lot farther and kind of use that band to hopefully create power a little more efficiently. From your time in the majors, because we're going to go from one kind of conversation where it's about eating right and that sleep and all of this and the diet, that whole thing. Who are, have you been, have there been some guys, whether on your team, and I'm not looking for you to necessarily throw anybody under the bus, but there, there will be athletes in all, in all sports who maybe aren't as dedicated, but yet still show up and are at an all-star or close to it levels. Are there some guys that you're like, man, I have so much respect for you for the, how you can perform on a daily basis, given really how little you... <laughs> Who's the ret? I think that's what you're asking. Because <laughs> not all guys live that and preach that kind of... Well, and you sort of said, like, sometimes you have to hit rock bottom or a dark place before sure. you're willing to revisit those habits. Because it's right? baseball, it's every day. You're in this city and that city. It's every single day. There's got to go out and have, you know, unwind every once in a while. And some guys can do it. And some guys play guilty. Some can't. I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to see. I think a lot of people could guess in any sport, a lot of the more truly naturally talented players never kind of had to do that work. So they don't feel like they need to when they're out there. Um, you know, whereas I'm not saying I'm not talented because, you know, I, I would pride myself on having some talent in this game, but a lot of where I'm at was because of, you know, some of the values that were instilled in me through my dad it was, if you love it, you got to go for it. You know, we're given everything you got and 
that was way back in high school even. So uh, getting to where I was, I had, put, I had to put in a ton of effort and work to, to do that. But, you know, I think we see guys when, when it matches up, they do both, right? You see the Sidney Crosby's um, of the world and Nate McKinnon's um, that have top talent and learn how to work. Uh, and you see the product of it. But, um, you know, baseball is a little different because it's a little more skill sport. And skill can't necessarily be taught as easily as just, you know, we can make you a little more physical. We can make you work a little better. But, you know, if you don't have the skill and the quick twitch, um, you know, somebody like like Acuna, he had from the time I saw him in the, in the Gulf Coast League in rookie ball, he just turned and moved better than everybody else you know and, and that's where he's got that whip and a lot of the a lot of the qualities that i'm trying to train for are qualities that he kind of has innately yeah and so why 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 would you right you don't he doesn't need to squat he doesn't need to deadlift heavy he just he jumps you know he he walks into spring training when we're testing verticals and jumps a 40 inch <laughs> vertical <laughs> and crazy. doesn't even doesn't even really care yeah. you know he, he he walks up and says all right i'll jump and then He's got the top score on the team, and that's kind of how it is. <laughs> but that's why he's able to turn and hit the ball, yeah. you know, 500 feet. Um, and he's super fast, too. So a lot of these qualities that we all train for, some guys kind of just have. So why would you, in, yeah, in a yeah. lot of sense? And I, I get that. And they see, you know, some people, and, and I could be guilty of this, was was getting hurt in the weight room. They would see and say, I'm out. I don't. I don't need to. So why why am I going to risk that? So it, it makes sense, right? It's good Rhett's not here. He'd be like, "See, I told oh, you, it's I overworking. Just, uh, too job much justification. Get rid of the video uh, and get rid. Yeah, yeah. He'd be telling you to go eat burgers and not uh, over <laughs> play it. guilty. He'd be telling you. Yeah. So before we let you go, I, I kind of it's I find it kind of uh, I find it kind of cute how big of a Flames fan you are. Oh, One of the first either. things he is like, geez, you know, if you look at it, it's like seven points. If we could just get some wins here. Gosh, so close. I don't wonder what they're going to do. It's, it's like three, six points. Yeah. yeah. You, you love this hockey team. You're right into it. Yeah. It's your first love, right? Like, and, and we've been over it. And the fact that you guys are on 34th Ave is, is pretty wonderful. I'd say it's, it's a good omen being a, being That's a big boy. fan, but yeah. you know, like I said, it, it's your first, love and that's why people ask me about baseball football i'm like i don't really get into football baseball same sort of thing until blue jays were you know i mean good and bautista was hitting all those home runs but i still was never a massive baseball fan and and i wish i had a little more time to to spend on the intricacies of what happens with the flames and and with the nhl but um yeah i mean you guys have been great i see your your content on instagram all the time and that's been good to keep me up to date but um yeah, it's, it's always your first love, and it's always the team that you feel like the fan for. So when they make trades, and, you know, I want to know who they're trading for and why that's a good option. That's why I have you guys. So uh, thank you for that. And, yeah, we're uh, we're hopefully hopefully going to make a push here. Who do you yeah, want yeah. in round one? Who do you like? Like, Flames versus who makes you feel good? Because it's you weird. Know what though? I, and I was just looking at it, and we don't seem to have – team that you really don't run a, want to run into kind of like a Boston you know what I mean like on that side I'm like you know, stay away from that team but I would almost put Edmonton in that category just because it's all PTSD and it's the superstars <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know I I mean obviously Winnipeg and what they've been able to do I think we went did I go to the Winnipeg game I think I did with my girlfriend um they've split two haven't they Is that what yeah it's been? and, and it, but 
you know, if we ended up against one of those top teams, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry that much. If, if that's a bad thing to say, I, I wouldn't at least, um, there wouldn't be a team that if we ran into that, I'd be like, maybe we should pack it in here this year. So I don't know any, anybody I'm, I'm good for anybody. Let's go. That. Uh, I could I, avoid the elves if I was picking. <laughs> and you know how he says we? He says, you know, I don't think we need to be worried. That's awesome. He's in. I like it a lot. <laughs> get him a job at Oilers Nation. So we're going to get you a spot in the rotation, and then we're going to pick a ballpark. Yeah. Do it. We're gonna and the we are going to fly in, and we're going to bring, we'll bring some, some of Morgans. our. We're going to bring some of our buddies, and we are going to get. Right torqued. Yeah. We're in, Chicago would be a good place for that if you want to come there. Come to Atlanta. Yeah. We're in brave jerseys. Wrigley would be a great place. What about uh, San Diego? Because that's an NL team, and that ballpark apparently is unbelievable. Yep. I'm not fussy. I just want to go watch the big team. man, watch the big man rip, and have some beers. And yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. Okay. So that's going to happen. Sounds no great. pressure, but that I mean, no, keep that great. in mind. Uh, the other Boom thing you want to keep in mind, Boom is and Pinder really want to come to a game, yeah, so I should. Um, Put you, my best foot forward. You might be pitching really, really well with no distractions in your life. You don't necessarily need to run into a drunken mob of Canadian idiots at like, you know, oh, uh, guys, <laughs> kind of got to get some rest here. Yeah. What the hell is this? Hold Stop throwing beers. Hold off the shawarma. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I think maybe you realize, but maybe you don't, is how many people really are rooting for you and and watch every step of your progression we're we're all in with you we're so pumped for you Thanks. and we know that this that the work you've put in is going to pay off and this is going to be an unreal year and Acuna is going to be there and you guys mm-hmm. uh, it's a big year right you got to I guess we, that's one thing we didn't really ask you about for your team why not the Braves that division's unreal right now too mm-hmm. Great division. It's the best division of baseball, in my opinion. It has been for a couple of years, I think. But Yeah, now the Mets are splashing cash like crazy. It only makes it better, yeah, right? Always. Almost, almost, almost the Correa deal. But yeah, yeah true. Was, <laughs> Might still be. We don't know. It's yeah, about off and on and off and on, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, no, it, it's exciting to be in a division like that. And especially what happened last year with, like, 10 games out and came back and, and, and took it all. So, um, yeah, it'll be a great year. And, and thank you guys for the support. And, Thank you to everybody who's out there. I, I, I see it when I'm actually at Flames games. I get stopped here once in a while. And probably from being on your show now. I, oh, people yeah, have seen yeah. me. And, yeah, um, I'm sure that's Now, a lot of times they, they kind of knew the name, but now all of a sudden, you know, the face is starting to show a little more in Calgary. So hopefully give them a good reason to cheer this year. And, oh, we switched to video, um, right? So, I mean, obviously. That's, that's what it is. Yep. Yeah, not the fact that's that he's no. so, yeah, yeah, enormous. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for coming by. You can hang, hang out for a little bit. You don't need you don't need to run. You can watch Pinder do the Pinder report. It's really amazing. <laughs> it's 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 not. I, might have to I, eat. I, I, I told I told Reese when Reese was meeting at the, at the facility at noon here. Yeah, so you, gotta, you get out. Of here. We're, we're, get out we're good. You can watch this on YouTube later. Thank you guys. You betcha. Calgary ambassador and beauty, Mike Soroka. Mike Soroka. The hell out of here. It's harder to get flights more expensive to San Diego. I Where don't do we know? Do they, is there seasonally direct flights? We're gonna have to look Where into do we this. Go? San Fran, you can go direct from here. That's a great ballpark, too. It is. I've, you know, if it's summer, great weather. Never been to that ballpark. Um, if you want to get beaten up, we could go to Philly. Um, Frank's there. He's I do a like getting, ticket holder. You could probably get yeah, some line on seats. Yeah, I do like getting a divisional opponent, too. Beat up, yeah. Anyway, yeah. that'd be a great trip. Yeah, like, I, I mean, don't care where we go. <laughs> Again, <laughs> it's like Frank saying, let's cancel the game and yeah. turn tonight. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Pinder report. You yeah, got let's to, do it. Let's uh, go. All right. Let's do Crank it. it. For, uh, for Village Honda, they, of course, are your dealership for life in the Northwest Auto Mall and online, villagehonda.com. That new CRV hybrid, it's there. Love it. Stop in, road test it today, and get one of your own. Here's the Pinder report. 
All right, we start with the Calgary Flames, nothing. Crickets, uh, I've seen pictures of people on boats in Mexico. I don't, uh, we, we don't have an update. There's, it's, it's a bye week, Dean. Don't ask me about the Flames. There's nothing going on. They'll play on Monday, Feb 6 on Broadway. We need a, a Sharpie. We got to get the big man to sign these things before he leaves. Oh, we do. I know and, I'm very, you know, I'm very No, I'm glad your, you paid uh, attention to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, his buddy that he's pitching against, the roommate? Yeah. Rangers fan. Yeah. He's a Flames fan. Feb 6. Sure. MSG. And Cup Final. Cup Final as well. That's right. It'll be Zabinijad and uh, out there against Lindholm. Yeah. Too sweet. Something like that, yeah. Uh, let's go to the NHL last night. Uh, the Jets hosting the Blues for the only game on the entire sked. Have a look at Calgary boy, Josh Morrissey. Down 2 nothing early in the third. Is he pumped? Have a look. Not a great goal. I mean, he puts it off post and in. Yeah. And is he pumped? Yeah, yep. he's pumped. Let's, Let's go. Bleep and go. And they did. Down 2 nothing. turned it into a 4-2 win. He'd score another. Two for Shafley. Two for Morrissey, who now has 52 points in 52 games. Decent. You like point-per-game defensemen? Yeah, it's okay. And are they looking for a captain, or are they just going to wait till next year to give it to this guy? And He's I'm a mega stud. You mentioned Calgary guy, great guy, mature kid. Happy like for him mm-hmm. with you know turmoil in life and has been dealt a few things. Awesome to see him coming out on this side better 100%. than ever. Uh, three games late tonight. Let's take a peek. It's very light here. Only two games tomorrow, and then we're right into the All Star festivities. Kings at Canes is particularly interesting to Flames fans as we uh, are hoping LA could maybe. Have a little tumble here before the All-Star break and allow the Flames a better chance of getting into a slot there. Ottawa-Montreal, we'll see what happens there. Betway bets of the day later, we'll be mentioning that one. And Caps at Blue Jackets. Um, Johnny Cheese Pizza at home there for that one. I don't know where that season's at. Big trade yesterday in the NHL. Bo Horvat on the career year, shooting 22%. Captain on pace for 50. An Islander. Which contender would get him? None of them. A team on the bubble would get him as he becomes an Islander. They're only a few points out of the playoffs, but the games played aren't Evie Stevie. It's a little bigger gap when you look at the points percentage. They give up Anthony Beauvillier, uh, middle six winger. Atu Ratu, as uh, Frank Saravalli pronounced his name, uh, who I think many people think will be a number three center. The Canucks clearly think he could be Better than that when they add him as a, of such a principal point of this package. And a first rounder that'll either be this year, if it's 13 or later, or if it's a top 12 pick that the Islanders end up getting, meaning they would have missed the playoffs or and or have won the lottery. That'll slide to next year's where it's unprotected. It could be the first overall pick next year and it still goes to Vancouver. We need to see where that pick is before we can really see how big this haul is that the Canucks get. I think by now, Beauvillier is, what, 25? So I think we... Is what he is. An idea by a fine player. Half right? point per game winger. It's not a hard thing to find in the league. He's making probably a little too much money, and they already have a ton of wingers, but um, yeah. he's not a bad player. And if Ratu can, you know what? There, I just remember going into that draft. There was a lot of, there was some buzz about him, and then it went away. Yeah, and he went 50 seconds. And you wonder, is, is that just one of those things that happens in a draft year? Kids 20 years old. I don't know. I, I defer to the guys that have really watched him closely. Yeah. So. And the Swedish GM probably has a good clue about him, right, of the Canucks. Um, sounds like they're really high on him, which would make sense. Let's go to how this deal came to be. It was an Islander heckler finding Lou Lamarillo, letting him know what to do here. Lou! Hey, Lou! He says uh, a couple other names. But. Yo, Lou! Lou Lamarillo! Timo Meyer, yo! 
Acquire Timo Meyer. Hey, Lula Morello. Timo Meyer, baby. Bo Horvat. Come on, man. 19 shots on goal to three pairs of play. What the fuck is that? Jesus. <laughs> Come on, man. Poor Lou. He's in his 80s having to deal with New York hecklers. So, I mean, he's halfway there. He's got Horvat. All they got to do is bring in Timo Meyer, and this heckler's living his best life, right? Uh, and Lou isn't afraid of making the big cuts here. He's made a ton of big deals of late. Remember, it was a first-rounder for J.G. Pajot. Uh, they moved a first for Romanov. Mm-hmm. Um, he also sent out Devin Taves, who's a very good player, for a pair of seconds. Uh, Palmarian Zajac for a first from the Devils a few years ago. He's not selected in the first rounds of 2019, as Frank alluded to. That's a lot of um, punting away firsts on this core that's a little longer in the tooth already. Um, here's a clip from an article on the score noting, yeah, like the firsts, they just, they don't exist when this, since this guy's taken over, he's moved every single first round pick from 2020, 2021, 2022, and now 2023, unless it's top 12, then it'll be next year. And I don't know that any of those guys there are mega studs. They're all good players, but is there any great players in there? They're also all over 30, if I'm correct. Yeah. Like the, the Pajo was a big price, and I think everybody would love to have Pajo on their team. It was always oh, they're going to re-sign him. Okay, well, yeah, and they did immediately. But he's still JG Pajo. Yeah, not- he's probably the third best center now. Um, that is the one thing I don't really understand. They didn't need a center. Barzell, Nelson, Pajot, Sezikis. That's four deep, pretty good. Maybe I wonder if Lou's got more wing. Maybe it's Barzell to the wing. And that's the thing with with Lou. You never see it coming. Yeah, that's fair. So could he be done? Is there more to come? Hard to say. Here's the criticism they're facing. One of the oldest teams in the league, on the fringes of a playoff race, one of the worst prospect pools in the league. Uh, this will be their fourth straight year with no first rounder, and they move their top prospect for a rental until he's extended, which Frank's suggesting it will be done. Incredible. That's a tweet from... You said it earlier, though. Until you know what, A, the kid is, and B, where the pick is, if it's a first... If it's a top three pick next year, oh my goodness, it's a haul for it's a bit of a better deal for Vancouver. Uh, but and for the, but it's the Isles that's really confusing because what happens if you lose your next five? Are you really like w- wouldn't wouldn't you be better turning this around and trading him to Boston or Colorado? But like you said, if if it's it would be more about getting the player now. An extension isn't would be in place, and I guess one the, of your opponents isn't getting the it. The Canucks weren't allowing teams to talk to the Horvat camp, at least publicly. That's what we'd heard. I don't know if that changed. If Lou's just really confident, or if, or if Lou's just willing to pay him too much money, because um, you can't pay him to be a fifty goal guy. It's not who he's ever going to be again. He might do it once in his year, and if it's any year, it's year he's shooting twenty two percent this year. We'll see. I mean, you could if you wanted to pay him to be a 50-goal guy. Uh, Finally, uh, Atu Ratu, uh, you'll like this. Incredibly creative uh, hockey nickname, which I know we always have appreciation for the creativity of hockey players. Um, Yeah. They're playing chess, not checkers. He goes by the handle Rats. Rats. Got it. Okay. So there's uh, Fabes. Fabes. Oh, Fabe. Let's get to the NFL. Uh, there's a lot on that trade. We'll spend more talking about it, I'm sure, later in the week. It's just pretty quiet in the NHL with the All-Star Week upon us. NFL, did you see this? Nick Sirianni, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. You got to love uh, when you bring the kids into the press conference because anything can happen. Have, have a viewing here, would you? He's got a couple sons and a daughter sitting at the press conference table with him, talking about that big win off to the Super Bowl. Look wow. who's having fun. Your, your girl um, that you know, each game's a little bit different, but it was great to set the tone there. Um, 
and get the lead, right? And get the lead and, and put them behind. Taylor, stop. <laughs> um, you know, each game. Love it. Don't know why I liked that, but I liked it. Taylor, stop it. Taylor, right now. God damn God, it, he Taylor. says cut it out. Uh, Nick Pur, or excuse me, I keep calling him Nick. Big save, Nick. Uh, Brock Purdy. Remember when we, you just, were, you're using the wrong name? Just yeah, using the wrong something. People were questioning why he wasn't in the back of the game. What's going on here? Well, you know when you uh, tear your elbow ligament, uh, yeah, I guess maybe you're not soft. It's actually quite admirable that you even came in to hand off the ball at later portions of that game. And what is that now? Surgery in six months? Yeah, I think they're going to see a second opinion, but the the, the prognosis for a typical, you know, torn, it's it's Tommy John yeah, yeah. pretty much. That's not ideal. And how about this? Um, Josh Allen not going to the Pro Bowl, but it allows us to see star quarterback uh, Tyler Huntley as he somehow is an alternate for the Pro Bowl. <laughs> you Snoop Huntley. Yeah, I took... Uh, what two touchdowns, three interceptions on the season? On the season for, uh, uh, for that Tyler doesn't Huntley. scream Pro Bowl. Like, is everyone else not available? How the hell do we get to Tyler Huntley? Six hundred and fifty-eight yards in passing that put him forty-eighth right. overall in the NFL. Well, that's what the Pro Bowl is all about, I guess. Uh, finally, it made a, me smile. My brother sent me a video the other day. Big Jeopardy fan. You watch Jeopardy? I know you. No, I don't. You don't. I don't really either. But uh, when the Trailer Park Boys and the Trailer Park Isms slide into Jeopardy. Uh, you know the Canadian show has made it big. Uh, check out this category they had uh, in the last few days. Worst case, Ontario, which uh, is how we'll end the Pinder Report today. Worst case, Ontario, you fast forward through a bad Pinder Report. How would, uh, how would Bubbles tell us about uh, Village Honda? It can't be drinking like Julian, but if you're sober... Not growing dope like Ricky. Head up to Village dealership for life. Seventy six sixty three hundred and tenth Ave Northwest Village Honda dot com online. They want to buy your car, sell it to them today. You'll get paid in twenty four hours. No hassle. Get your no obligation appraisal done today. Freaking Anthony handing out crisp hundies for your car. Get your ass out there. Then we need carts. And then the shopping cart. <laughs> so you know what? It's so stupid. It gets, uh, it gets you every time. It gets it? me every time. There's nothing I can do. It yeah. get, like, Sorry about that. It's all right. Okay. Today uh, is the final day of January, which means, and I told you this uh, last week, going to do it again. Vina Nova. Oh, it's coming, man. Valentine's Day, Feb 14. It will be here. How do you think? Oh, I got time. I got time. Maybe you got time. Just it's, it, let that be in the front of your head. Vina Nova, Stephen Avenue Place, second mm-hmm. floor. Vina Nova, the lab-grown, mm-hmm. Calgary's only specialized spot for lab-grown diamonds. Justin and his staff are doing it better than anybody else. And the, the savings that you're going to experience and that you're going to get are so worth it because the diamond you're getting is, in many cases, better. Justin, he told me that first mm-hmm. time because I just thought, wow, you're a... You know, you're a gemologist or whatever it is. You get that thing there. I can see it's clearly. Can't. Well, I mean, fewer imperfections because you can control the environment. It's made a, yeah. You cannot, uh, in some cases, tell at all. And sometimes, yeah, the, the one with imperfections, oh, that's the real one. How about the, hmm. how about the one that's uh, perfect? VinaNova.com. More details on, you know, maybe there'll be a little something coming your way for Valentine's really? Day. Just keep, just, really? you know, just keep it in, uh, in, 
in the front of your mind. Venanova.com. V-E-N-A-N-O-V-A.com. Don't screw up Valentine's Day, you guys. Really don't. Well, especially when we're here to help. That's why Justin's like... We're it's giving e- you all the notice here. Because it is easy to muck it up. It's on the calendar. Like, just know the sooner you get there, That's right. the more time you have to make everything. Do it. Perfect. Just do it. There it is. Write that there down right now. St. Valentine's Day. Betway bets of the day. And... Uh, and we'll get out of here. Three games in the NHL tonight. I imagine you're leaning that way. I am going to the uh, the Carolina Hurricanes Ooh, taking yes, on yes, the yes, LA yes, Kings. Yes, yes. The Canes have won five in a row. The uh, the win streak in the league they're riding, I believe. And the Kings, they've got some wins. I think they got six in their last ten, but they've beaten some. It's been some low-hanging Chicago fruit. and uh, there's another bad team, Columbus. San Jose, I think, was one of their yeah. wins in there as well. So I'm going to go to the Sebastian Ajo well a couple of times here. He has uh, goals, seven goals in his last four games, and in his last ten wow. games has points in all but one of them. I like that. Kane's money line and a point for Sebastian Ajo, plus 115. And I'm going to go to the goal. It's not big game hunting, but it's a little bit more perhaps risky. Sebastian Ajo, anytime goal, plus 162. I like both. Of the, you're getting plus on both. I like them both. Those are my bets of the day. Yeah, with Chicago and Philly, they beat both by one goal and one in overtime. Two cellar dwellers nearly got the Kings the other day. I also like the Hurricanes. I'm on them tonight. I'm going to go Hurricanes minus one and a half. That's the puck line. That's plus money. So beat them bad or just add an empty netter. Whatevs. Uh, I'm also going to focus in on the uh, the good Eastern Canadian matchup tonight. Sends at Canadien. Brady Kachuk, two plus points, plus 162. The Habs have embraced the tank, finally. Alex is very excited. He's very happy with you. Well, it's got to be. I mean, if you can't beat the Habs, you're never coming back to the Betway bets of the day. So, Brady, have a good night. Get your get your fat ass in front of the net. Tip some pucks. That's right. Create some chaos. Bang some in. Let's go. Betway bets of the day. Get the app on your phone. Be 19 years of age. Be in Ontario. Be, be so responsible. I mean, it's have, have fun or whatever. Please be responsible. We hit that Morrissey 2.8 last night, too. Had a boy. Catching. Had a boy. Tomorrow on the program... Canucks talk? More Canucks talk tomorrow? Is it's that- actually Flames talk too, as uh, our pal and phenomenal broadcaster, Scott Rintoul, who's been out in Vancouver forever, has like a mini-series on the West Coast Express. Now, that sounds very Canucks-heavy, because it is, but recall Todd Bertuzzi spent some time in Calgary at the end of his career. Recall Marcus Nasland and that group had to play without Todd Bertuzzi in the twenty. 20- 14 playoffs, excuse me, 2004 playoffs, where, that of course, famously, Rhett went to the final. Brendan Morrison eventually came out to be a Calgary Flame. And there's some other tie-ins with Rhett as well, as uh, we'll talk to him about the chaos in Vancouver and his new miniseries coming out that happens to be a couple former Flames, one of the best lines in hockey for a while. And it's one of those things that, uh, a bit of the nerd in me when it comes to this, it's a, it's a documentary podcast form. Yeah. That I think... This is this is really where the success in the digital space, you see a lot of that becoming more and more prevalent. Mm. I think it's awesome for Scotty because there's really no template or roadmap for any of this stuff that we're doing. He put a ton of work on this. Rhett comes up a bunch, he said. He said there's a lot of weird coincidences that Rhett was right in the middle of. So yeah. I'm hoping he can join us for a bit of it or at least to... We'll be able to enlighten him when he's off the beach. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, do I have an update on, on his food? Oh, look at this. There he is eh? in his happy spot. Oh, he's so happy. That's probably how it looks to him right now. It's a little bit blurry. Blackened Mahi Mahi Key West is uh, 
the sandwich he was having. So when you say Key West, is that a particular sauce or aioli they put on it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Is it a style of sandwich? He thought to include it, so I'm sure it matters. So that would be added to the lobster bisque, the fish dip, That's and right. the... Uh, the Wave Runner beverage. Yeah, the Wave Runner. It's going to be about a $500 tab. Never mind the shoveler and the kids. Looking forward to tomorrow's show already. Can't wait. Hope you'll join us for it. Thanks to Soroka for coming in. And thanks to you for the bubbles. <laughs> Oilers Nation sucks. See you, buddies. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.